Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 109 of GameSpot After Dark. I am your host, John Luke Seipke, filling in for Tamora, who is currently on holiday this week, along with Lucy James. But we got an excellent cast to fill in their shoes. We are joined once again by GameSpot After Dark regular Jordan Ramey. Hey, B team seven in. A <laughs> team now. Michael's gone. We got you. You bumped up to A team. <laughs> I took his spot, <laughs> as it should be. Uh, we're also joined by uh, someone who's been on the podcast once before, uh, returning guest uh, Phil Hornshaw. Hey, hey, hey! Happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, and C squad, I guess. C squad. <laughs> <laughs> And for the very first time, uh, D Squad, the D stands for the David. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> David Amati, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me. Excellent, excellent. So, oh my gosh. Oh, it's, it's the it's first David's time first having time. you on. Do we have to do that segment? Yeah, it, it is my first time. We have to do the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. It's been so long. Uh, cue the music. Chris. The music has been cued. Okay, so, David. Uh, yeah. Chris from Dayton, Ohio, uh, who probably doesn't even listen to this podcast anymore. He <laughs> wants to that. know. <laughs> He's never responded to us. We've tried to find out for so long. I have no idea. <laughs> We're convinced he's never listened uh, after that, like, one episode where he emailed us in. Anyway, Chris wants to know, who are you? What are you all about? What do you do for GameSpot? And what kind of games do you like? Oh, well, thank you, Chris, from uh, Dayton, Ohio. That's really awesome. It's a great question. Uh, so I'm David, David Amati. I actually just eclipsed three years with GameSpot. I started as a gameplay video producer on contract. So basically, I came on to just take all the gameplay. But really, really, if we're being honest, I was the Fortnite guy. That's the only reason I got hired. Uh, so for the longest time, I was just slaving away on the Fortnite stuff. Uh, but I, you know, now I'm an associate video producer, basically. So you might find me on GameSpot on main doing a lot of Battlefield videos, uh, talking about some of the sickest guns you can play in Battlefield, some of the coolest maps, all that type of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. But I play a crap ton of Destiny, which is, I think, the reason I'm on here uh, for this episode today. <laughs> so I love Destiny. love it. Just like Jean-Luc and Phil. Uh, I play a lot of like sports games, play a lot of everything, really. So... Just the general gamut there for who I David, am and what I'm about. David, you reminded me that like you and I started during what was for me anyway, like the dark time of GameSpot where it was like Fortnite, everything, cover every aspect of yes. Fortnite every single day and every conceivable way. Oh my way. God, dude. And that was like my dude, entire schedule from morning to night is covering <laughs> Fortnite and I'm like... I'm so happy we got away from that. So yeah, you, you were you were able to bail, man, and I was just on the Titanic oh, yeah. of Fortnite, just like with with uh, with Tay, <laughs> just like literally sitting next to me every Thursday, just like turning, being like, "All right, it's challenge day. You know what to do," and just boom, just like there was like some I Sunday to... evening at like 3 a.m. where I just quietly left the Fortnite Slack channel yeah. and <laughs> no one noticed, and I never had to cover Fortnite again. I probably I probably <laughs> saw that because I was awake trying to like get into the next update or whatever for the following day or some some bull like that. I used to play the freaking mobile version on Bart on the way to work. That's how like hooked I got onto Fortnite and it was like it was a dark time in my life, man. I gotta like take a shower, wash all that Fortnite grandma. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. There, there's some there's some good stuff in Fortnite. I'm not gonna I don't know. I, I can't tell if I'm a shill or if I'm being honest to myself now. 
I got the clicks for us. I got the clicks for us in 2018. Yeah. You you kept the lights on. You kept us all paid. We I all covered Kevin the Jew, and we all were like, "What is this bullshit? Why are people excited about a games as a service using like map changes to like tell a narrative?" <laughs> us all fools realizing that like. Destiny and oh Apex gosh. are gonna take this idea and fucking run with it, like uh, <laughs> a year later. So. <laughs> honestly, dude, honestly, yeah. And here gosh. it is the biggest, the biggest game on the planet, the biggest entertainment on the planet. Ariana Grande, MLK. Well, that one. <laughs> the MLK thing was, was oh. dude. MLK was good on paper, I, I, I think, but like Jesus. <laughs> Christ, you just go in and you see like Rick and Morty just like dabbing it up like at the, oh my gosh. Uh, That's yeah. so silly, dude. I don't know if we want to get into that. Uh, no, we do not. <laughs> we, do not. We, we don't the, touch that one. The TLDR is, is our experience learning about that stuff was way better growing up. You know what I mean? Like actually in school, like normal human beings. I assume they still teach it in school. I hope it's not just only Fortnite. Like <laughs> how, I can't imagine like a kid who's like, only first learning about MLK through Fortnite? Like, oh my god. How depressing would that be? Yeah. Jeez. Depressing and, is yet, and yet, would you be, like, super surprised if you, like, found that out? That, oh like, my gosh. maybe a oh my kid god. learned more about MLK Jr. from the Fortnite event than they did in school? Like, there's a possibility. There's a distinct possibility. You're right. <laughs> And uh, that's all I want to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, think, I think I think we just I think we just depress ourselves. Please let's talk about what we've been playing. Like, Why don't we yeah. move on to some video games? Oh my gosh! Thank you. So as as David mentioned, uh, we got a big we got a big Destiny crew here. We got pretty much everyone who plays Destiny in the Gamespot office here. So of course we're going to talk about Destiny. We got it. <laughs> but why don't we get everything else out of the way first, Jordan? What have you been playing? Oh, that's cool. So I, I'm the everything else. The, <laughs> the dregs. There's other stuff the... other people have, but we'll, uh, I wanted to give Jordan the floor before you just like slowly sink into the background as okay. the Destiny that's, that's conversation fair, that's fair. I, I, I appreciate consumes. the love. I appreciate the love. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm still on my bullshit. I'm still playing Apex Legends. Like oh, it's yeah. just kind of the thing that I do. I've, I've discovered something wonderful in the fact that I did not start on the competitive grind at the start of this most recent season right when it started which I usually do like Apex resets your progress so you kind of have to start again and it's not so bad because you're probably playing with the people that you were just playing with so if, like if I made it to gold and I get reset back to bronze like even though I'm playing at bronze I'm playing with all the people who were just gold and got reset to bronze and so I'm like mm. oh it's still a competitive experience since I've waited like several weeks and I was reset to bronze, all the people that I was playing with in bronze are all the people who are genuinely just picking up the game for the first time. And they're genuinely bronze. And like, even though the back of my head is like, it doesn't count, Jordan, you're not actually like this good. <laughs> like there's such a euphoric rush about dropping into like a 60 player battle royale and being like, wow, there's like 14 people around me. And just ending all of them and being like, I'm so cool. I'm so <laughs> badass. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> it's like just ignore the fact hot, man. that all of them have probably only been playing for like five hours and I have like 500. <laughs> like, like it's it's totally fine. I, I just I just needed the boost to like my morale in these 
trying, trying times. Um, so yeah, that's been like uh, the thing that I've been playing in between some other games that I cannot talk about, like Ooh. at real present, but like something that I can talk about, which is like really cool that I kind of like wanted to broach with y'all because I'm like, oh, we're kind of like getting to a place that I'm like, this is interesting and weird. Like for the longest time, developers and publishers, like when a new game was coming out and they're like, hey, do you want to review or break a guide or do something for our game? They would just like, and if we said yes, they would give us the code and we'd be like, cool, awesome. And you would just kind of like start on the game and kind of go in blind. But we're Mm -hmm. slowly getting to the point where more and more people in PR are realizing it's like, hey, journalists really, really like when you give them some sort of like expectations about what the game is before going in. And so they're like, hey, this game's like four to five hours long. But if you do everything, it's like 12 to 15 hours long. And they give you like a time frame of like how long it's going to be. And so I... Uh, some of the things that I am playing that I cannot talk about do have the, by the way, this game is X hours long and will take you like, you'll have to do this, this, and this, and this to beat it. And the other one is just like, here is a code, go have fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, I think there's Good pros luck. and cons to like either strategy. Do any of you have like a preference of Either way, like, do you want to know going in exactly how much of a time sink you're going to have? Or do you kind of like just going into a game with no expectations whatsoever? Absolutely. I need to know. I need to know what I'm (laughs) committing myself to. (laughs) Like, especially like there's nothing uh, like uh, sometimes it's nice where, you know, like you really get into a game and then it turns out it's like, oh, there's more to it. Like That's great. Mm. And like you're Mm. really feeling it. It's nothing worse than when you're like, I'm done with this game. What? There's <laughs> 10 more hours? Oh, 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 oh no. But I mean, yeah, like like you're saying from like a practical like standpoint from my work, it's just like I need to I need to be able to like map out my time. You know, if, yeah. if, if you're trying right. to like get coverage for it, you, you need to know like, OK, if it's going to take this long, I need to kind of plan uh, how much I'm going to play. Otherwise, you're like. I don't know. I'm just. I gotta keep going. I don't know when this game's gonna end. Like, who? Who the fuck knows? Like, it's. it's... Yeah, man. We're not. We're not playing games for fun. We're playing games <laughs> for work. And like, I need to know stuff. Like, I do a lot of work in the guide section. And if you can help me set expectations for guides, like, please, thank you. That is the greatest. Mm. Uh, and just in general, in my life, like, I would rather play the shorter games, or at least know if I'm getting into a longer game. Yeah. Like what I'm going to have to commit to it because I don't have a whole lot of time even working on games and playing games for my job. Like that's planning that I got to do. Right. (laughs) So like, yeah, I don't know. It's rare that I'm like, Oh man, I'm so glad this game is longer than I expected. (laughs) Right. Right. It's not, not the way it is. And now we're in a place where like, how many games are coming out every day, right? Like, what's Steam going? What's going are on? We, Steam? we about it's to like hit the games. fall season. We about to hit it yeah, where right. it's like winter is coming <laughs> and every AAA release under the sun is about to come out. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, it's going to be wild. It, you know, if I was playing games for fun at home, you know, then maybe, but maybe I'd like to go in blind, but like, largely that I don't really gain anything, I don't think. From not knowing, from knowing anything that. about the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, e- even like, like, I feel like even the, the audience, for the most part, probably, I would assume the average person does care because we always do those, like, 
here's how long the game is article and they always do like really well because i think people mm, just yeah. i think you just want to know what you're committing yourself to like same with like a movie like i want to know if i'm gonna watch like a three-hour movie in the theater <laughs> what's like, the runtime <laughs> yeah, yeah what's the exactly. runtime like you, want, you just want to know that <laughs> like you guys ever log on to like how long time. to beat Oh yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. All I check how long to be all the time. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. All the time. I'm, it's I'm, wrong every time, unfortunately. But I do. <laughs> okay. like, it's mostly accurate. Not for all me. the time. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I I tend to be you know doing the long haul playthroughs every oh, time. Okay. So it's well, like, they, well, they do separate. Like, it, but it's gonna I be guess. thirty hours or fifty hours, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> great, good to know. Right. Yeah, so I, I I'm of two minds, but I'm for the most part like in. Like, I agree with all of you. Like, I like knowing, like, going into a game, like, do I need to set aside five hours for this, which is just mm -hmm. I can beat this game in a single workday? Or is this, like, a 30-hour experience where I have to tell Tam and Chris ahead of time, it's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday won't be able to really help with anything because I need right. to focus on this game that's mm -hmm. really long. Like, the only times I think it's ever, like, negative in any capacity is for something like when a game is extraordinarily long. Like, if I had known going in how long Assassin's Creed Valhalla was, oh my there was God. no way in hell anyone would have been able to get me to agree to cover it. <laughs> oh, no. And so, like, that's, like, a negative where I could see, oh like, Ubisoft probably doesn't want you to know how long, like, some of their games are <laughs> yeah, before yeah, you actually, yeah. like, get into it. And the only other time that it's ever been, like detriment to the experience and it was like so minor and slight it's really not even picking up is when knowing how long a game is can spoil a possible twist that's coming like um, finding out like knowing going into the last of us part two like it's like right. by the way this game will take you 30 to 40 hours to complete and like i'm getting to the end of ellie's arc i'm like huh that's weird i've only been playing this game for like 12 hours like right. it feels like the story's yeah. wrapping up so, like, there must be <laughs> something yeah. that, like, happens in the next hour or so <laughs> to, like, double the runtime of this game. And then, yeah, something happens to double the runtime that, of a, that that's game. That's a good example. <laughs> that's a good example of that. Because yeah, of, of the way that game that's is structured. That's true movies, too, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. Same thing. It's I, just less, happens less often because the yeah. movies tend to be shorter, luckily. Yeah. I, I do love when a game tries to like convince you that the game's done, but it's like an RPG. So you're like, okay, I'm only level like 25 of 50 and there's clearly <laughs> half of the map isn't filled out. And they're like, no, for real though. Like this is the ending. Like we're definitely at the end of the game. And you're like, wink. <laughs> sure. Okay, game. Yeah. No, this is the last battle. You're going to save your uncle right here and stop the con. And this is the end. I'm like, this is the first third of the island. This is some bull crap. <laughs> you cannot convince me of anything that this is the end end of this story but yeah i just wanted to ask i'm like maybe i'm the odd one out maybe i'm the only one that is like desperate for every developer and studio to start telling us hey here's the code and here's exactly like how long you have to spend to at least speed run through and here's what it's probably right. going to be like if you decide to do all right. the extra stuff that we've added to your game because i'm like maybe i'm the odd one out maybe i'm the only one at GameSpot who wants to know <laughs> how much time they're sinking into something <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know about you guys but i'm getting old i don't have time for a million <laughs> really long games like i'm just it's just the way it is i know that the witcher 3 is a great game i've heard it from every person who's ever played that game i'm it's 100 hours long, guys. I'm never going to play it. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I know that it's 100 hours long and I'm never going to get there. 
and that's sad, but it's better for me personally. <laughs> I think. Like, you know, right. are you going to be the first is, boomer of the group? No, no way! Oh my god, Randy's the oldest one out of all of us, isn't he? I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. You grind Destiny, dude. You were you were as young as hard as you could be. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm terrible at it though. I was playing Iron Banner today. I was like, what is wrong with me? No, 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 (laughs) man. Iron Banner. We'll get into Iron Banner. Is something about the the uh, matchmaking is was like whack. I was I was Mm. playing in the morning yeah, yesterday and it was like <laughs> I was all the matches were close and maybe it was because like six o'clock rolled around and that's when the gamers log on but like immediately it was like <laughs> like every match like it would get called early because it was like 20 to 80 and I was just sitting there like I just, just need mercy I just need to get I need to get this one more ability kill to finish this fucking quest and I've been playing <laughs> for like five matches and I can't dude it's like it's like old overwatch matches like nobody plays the point in Iron Banner. I don't know why they don't do it. Yeah. They're just like capture the thing. Not important. You Here don't get cool clips around when trying you to do get my bow like kills today. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That's, that's true. That's yeah. That's a well, good point. Well, since we're already here, uh, we'll talk about what I've been playing, <laughs> which is Destiny Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all mm-hmm. I've been playing. Um, I have been also in the background um, playing through the Ace Attorney, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which I've talked about before on the podcast. I don't really have much else to say about it other than, hey, that game's awesome, and if you like Ace Attorney, you should totally play it. Um, but yeah, Destiny, the new season, season of Lost is out. Uh, we're in the second week of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really damn good. I really, really yeah. like it. I think I think uh, Destiny is in a good place, and we, I feel like th- that conversation happens every season. It, you have like the two sides it's like destiny's good now and they're like destiny's bad and it's always right. been bad or it used to be good now it's bad and right, um, right. but uh i i think it, and and it's not perfect there are still problems with it but i think they they have like nailed the seasonal model uh with mm-hmm. this game like it, it, they really have figured out like how to keep you hooked from like a story perspective and the stuff they're doing this season with like Savathun, like it's basically like mm. this whole season is just like a like a like a prologue to the witch queen expansion which i think is awesome and it's like i wasn't expecting them to actually have her in the game before it's like you actually get to like hear her talk and like you know communicate with her which is like sick i already love her her voice is fantastic um Stop she's, trying to sell doing, me on this game. I do not have time good. to play it's it. Good, she's good. Jordan. It is good. She's Jordan. good. She's the new Demetrescu of video games. She's so good. <laughs> Sabathun is voiced by Deborah Wilson, by the way. Okay. Doing what has she done? Has she done anything I would recognize? I know her from Mad TV back in the day. Okay. But I believe she's been doing a lot more um, uh, voiceover work. Yeah, she's great. She sounds so unaware of. so good. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like really cool. Really because, nailing that character. Yeah, really nailing that character. And it's a character that like specifically has like been in the game for years, but only ever through, uh, like, you know, lore cards or hey, mm. her name is on this strike or somebody mentions her every once in a while, and it's right. like they've been like they. I think. It, like destiny has always had this like villain problem where it's like each expansion they're like here's the new villain and then you immediately kill that villain and then you're like oh like i don't okay yeah. like like oryx is like a, it's a large robot look out yeah, <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> like oryx is a is a good example probably the most famous example from the original destiny where mm-hmm. he is 
you know, supposed to be this like hive god, one of like the most powerful beings in the universe. And it's like, well, in this expansion, I killed him in like five hours. Right. <laughs> like he's done. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all it took was like a campaign and then a quick raid and then well, a quick raid. But not not a know, quick raid. But yeah, not but, a quick raid. That raid's actually <laughs> but very tough. Right, but, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay. Like in the lore of the universe it feels weird and, and meanwhile like yeah. Sabathun they have like slowly been building her for years in a way where it's like it feels so satisfying to like totally. finally have her in the game totally. and like talk to her in a way that like yeah. only a live service game can like truly get away with um yeah uh, Jordan to include you in the conversation does like <laughs> Apex does Apex have anything like that where they have this like like a thing in the background that they're like slowly like you like if you really are paying attention you could be like oh they're like building to something or like this character might eventually come into the fold yeah it's, other than titanfall yeah other than <laughs> titanfall, say, sure. they, they, they do they do have a few things it, it's it's one of those things that's hard to tell because just like talking to y'all like face to face i'd be like i don't think they have anything like in the works that's as big as what's happening in destiny 2 like this season mm. and past few seasons but at the same time like how could you possibly know like there's probably been right. a bunch of like seeds for what's happening right now dating back to like two years ago that you had like no mm. conceivable idea that they were going to build to what they've actually built to but yeah apex has done like a few like small like uh behind the scene things where it's like oh they're kind of like leading towards like going to this location and then we get a new map or they're mm -hmm. kind of building towards this sort of plot line and then they release a book that then changes a bunch of like the dialogue in the game for some of the characters so they do do stuff like that but nothing that's like on the scale that i'm gonna start pitching like five page lore breakdowns to GameSpot anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think that's what's cool about, like, I, I feel like we're finally starting to see, like, the the true potential of, like, a live service game and, like, what they can actually offer that, like, a normal uh, a normal release can't, you know? Like, it, because, it, it, God, there have been so many live service games that have, like, come and gone. Like, are they still updating, like, Division 2 or, like, you know, like, all, all those games? Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. But, like, my question to the three of you, then, is, like, the fact that, like, there's been so many live service games that have come and gone, like, does that worry you at all that, like, literally Destiny is something that, like, builds on itself to the point that, like, everything, like, from a really long time ago, like, there are just aspects of the Destiny 2 experience that you just can't access anymore and like there's gonna be a day eventually i, I mean that destiny 2 is over and done bungie's like you know what <laughs> right, we're right, done with right. this game we're making a new yeah. universe and it's like how yeah. do you preserve what it was like to play through destiny 2 or is it just impossible like is some of that so, just lost forever th that's kind of already <laughs> happened is it's, the thing right, right it's it's already happened and I've, I've mentioned this before it's like the analogy i like to use is it's kind of like a roller coaster like a ride you know, mm -hmm. the ride ends eventually. And if you're on the ride expecting it to last forever, then that's kind of on you. You know what I mean? Like almost everything mm -hmm. in Destiny is almost like rented. You know, the loot that you use is almost rented mm -hmm. because metas change, right? Something that you grinded for so hard that is like makes you feel like a god is going to might be useless the next season, right? You never know. And I feel like there's a subsection of the Destiny community that sometimes gets a little too attached 
uh, and they're unable to really like let go of some of these things. And so I 100% expect a day where sadly Destiny will close its doors, right? The servers will mm -hmm. go down or whatever and they'll move on. And I am going to be a bit of a mess, I think, for the first like a couple months maybe after <laughs> that happens. It's going to have to take a few days. <laughs> right. But if, but if you can't see that train coming from so far away, then you're kind of deluding yourself, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just something to, to expect. Like, it, it, I go back and forth on it where it's like, uh, as someone who cares about game preservation, you're like, oh, well, you know, th this should be able to still exist. Like all this work, like for people to like experience, but also the game isn't designed that way where it's like, right. if you were to keep everything in destiny and like, you know, they they didn't have to worry about memory constraints and all this other stuff. It's like, like, I don't know. Do you want to go back and play like the seasonal 11 activity? Yeah. Like, no, do you want to go back like, to the forges? Like, no, you don't like, trust like, me. You, you, you do don't want to do that stuff. And it, it, cause it's like the game's not designed that way. And, and it, right. it is almost like, I don't know. It's like destiny's like, it's like real life, right? Where you're like, yeah. it, 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 it just moves yeah. on and it goes without it. And it's like, you yeah. were there for it or you won't. And I, <laughs> while I do think that's like, sad from like a game preservation standpoint it's like i also think there's something kind of cool about that of like i don't know it's like right there's this moment in time where like destiny was a thing and it was this great story and you know like you were there for it or you weren't there for it and yeah. i think that's, that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah it, it's it's kind of like yeah, a there's... it's a two-sided road or a two-sided coin on that because like you have like luke smith even was like oh we want to make like emblems that commemorate those you had to be their moments right like when lord mm -hmm. of wolves was just god tier or everyone was doing laser tag with prometheus lens or whatever but that's also like one of the biggest complaints is it leads to fomo right people end up getting left out and they yeah. don't even want to come back in because or, or to even start trying to like get their way into the destiny train because it's just like oh my gosh i've already missed so much or I feel compelled to always have to return. Like I can't even take a break from the game maybe because I'm going to miss something out. And it just kind of like feels this, it's this weird relationship, I think at times, but I completely agree with you as someone who has had the privilege to be able to experience all that stuff that it's been really cool for sure. Yeah. It's weird to think about, right? Yeah. Like it, it would be like if you were watching like this incredible, incredible TV show and you were recommending it to your friends and they were like, oh, I would love to get into that. And you're like, well, you technically have to start with it's on season five of the TV show, but you have to right. start with season three because season one and two of the TV show don't exist anymore. Are don't gone. worry. Like yeah. they weren't super good, like in the way that Destiny Vanilla <laughs> Destiny 2 isn't as good as what it happened. But at the same time, you're like, well, what if like at least a small part of like how vanilla and boring that initial experience was is part yeah. of why destiny right. 2 is like so amazing now because you can like right. look back and be like this is what this game used to be and now it's what it is now and like it's i don't know it's this weird thing that i think all devs haven't they either haven't considered it or it's something that they are like look we get through like this generation of games and it's something we come to terms with in like the next generation. Like most live service games aren't that old in the grand scheme of things. Like yeah, we just let sure. Apex, Fortnite, Destiny like run their course and it's like the next generation of games. We kind of be like, okay, how do we evolve these while preserving <laughs> what came before? That's I'm going to I'm going to make a really online comparison. It hmm. it reminds I would say Destiny is like the video game equivalent of Homestuck. Uh in that 
<laughs> in that Homestuck is like the it's not just the comic. It's like everything around the comic of Homestuck. Like if if in simplest terms for those who don't know, like Homestuck is like a webcomic, but it's also like there's so much more to it than that. It, it, there's like mm. interactivity. There's the community, the, the the way the community shapes the webcomic. Yeah. It's one of those There's things a level where of people like, talking to each other that like helps craft mm-hmm. the experience. Exactly. Mm. And and it and it crafts it in that moment where it's like, okay, yeah, you could technically go back and you can like a, a homesick is archived, but like you're not gonna have that same effect. Like For sure. trying to read it now as as if you were there in that moment as a part of that community when it was being shaped. And I kind of feel like Destiny is the same way, where it's like, okay, like you, yeah, you could go back and you could watch some lore videos. You can go back and and you know uh, watch like a YouTube let's play of like a certain campaign that got like the Red War campaign that got cut out. But you're not, and and that can maybe get you ca- caught up. But it's not the same as like having played it when it existed. Right. Like sure. I think this yeah. is. Yeah, like, like uh, I'm like I'm not sure. Can I talk? Can game. I talk about the fact that like something happens to Cade in Destiny Two? Like, is that spoiler? Like, oh, old that's like that, oh, that was. Oh, yeah. Dude, we don't even care about Cade anymore. It, but like it, the fact it, that like the there reveal. are people who like, will never be yeah. able to go through the experience of watching a major character in the game die. <laughs> yeah, but but you weren't there for like George Washington's presidency, right? Like that's you know what I mean. Like it's kind of so. My feeling about this is that Destiny is one of the very few, if not only, games that is doing this idea. And it requires you to think about it, I think, in a different way, right? It's more like a, it's just not a standard video game experience. It's not a thing that you're going to like keep the disc in your uh, shelf forever and like go back mm-hmm. and maybe replay it once in a while. It's a thing that's growing as it's happening and like mm. it, I, I mean i just made a dumb comparison to history but it's kind of like history or it's kind of like joining say a baseball league you know to play with your friends if you get there late like you missed the last season where everybody had an amazing uh you know story arc where you came from the the underdogs of the league and and won mm. the championship like sucks to be you for not being there but you weren't that's just how it is and like it's unfortunate that destiny isn't preserved in some way in a better way i do think it's a it's a bummer that people come in and find themselves lost yeah. yeah at the same time like it's it mirrors what's going on in the game like in the game you just kind of pop back in and you're like oh okay what's going on i'm a magic superhero who can't die uh there are monsters i hear <laughs> and like right. and you're just kind of expected well, yeah like there's to go no perfect it, right? solution like, it's either you do what destiny does yeah, exactly. or you do what final fantasy 14 does where it's like oh the experience just keeps getting longer like when you start in final fantasy right. 14 you're still at the same start that like everyone else was arguably for really? the worst like everything that, that, right that, that everyone has like? and it just keeps getting yeah. longer and longer i i, I assume yeah, I, don't, I don't know that that's come better up with something that will help like preserve things and we're we're already seeing like some sort of shift like the fact that three for three is being like hey battle passes aren't going to be limited time content you can jump into them whenever you want and like and i think there's something there where it's like oh there might be ways of preserving certain content where it's like look we're not going to preserve the entire story experience but like certain milestones we will allow you to go back and Mm. play those things again i don't know 
I don't make video games, so like I'm <laughs> yeah. like not the right person to have this conversation. I mean, but <laughs> it's uh the whole thing is kind of limited by the medium, right? And like this whole live service idea, uh, there's just like a lack of, I think, tech in a big way to make this work. Like Destiny's big problem um is that it's too big. It's just like altogether. Could too you imagine big. how many games would be junk. if all of it was still there? Yes. Like <laughs> it's nonsense. Like Destiny we One is already technology. huge. <laughs> Destiny Two is already huge. Like it's it's unrealistic, I think, um, to to think that like we're just gonna keep adding on to this thing and it's gonna work perfectly and there's gonna be, you know, ten thousand guns in it, they will all be perfectly balanced and you can use them all. You know, like it's uh it's just I don't know. I, I don't know that video games are the place to solve this idea, you know? Like it's there it's a weird territory to be in where you're like, let's figure out how to make uh a story that never ends. And you can and you can access all of it at all times and it's not gonna just be absolutely breaking your computer or uh impossibly huge yeah. and too many servers and you know, like plus nobody wants to play all that stuff like i, 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 I mean I, the reality is like a lot of it's not good and it's and the or it's not good in comparison in the way that destiny is good now i think it's like the entire evolution of the game is a big part of the situation right like mm -hmm. everything that goes into this long history of destiny is is bungie learning how to do this thing nobody's ever really done before mm. and you can see it all the time and like the way that it's it improves is because everything is an experiment and everything is uh trying to figure out how to do this idea better right and i do think we are they're getting it's constantly improving like right now uh jordan you mentioned like the idea of being able to go back and hit stuff for a longer period of time right now all this year is like playable throughout the year so the the season from the beginning of the year you can Which jump awesome. back in and get to it's cool i don't think it works perfectly right now as I've been hearing from people who've who've left the game and that's a mess that is unfortunate. I know the Bungie's working <laughs> on it, um, trying to figure out how to do it better. But like, that's the thing, like you got to figure it out. Right. So it's I, I, I don't know. It's unfortunate that like it's not yeah. uh, perfectly accessible, I guess, is the way to put it. But at the same time, it's interesting to be here while it's being yeah. invented. You know, I guess I'm more sure. worried about the preservation <laughs> aspects of it. And I'm like, yeah. and maybe you just don't preserve it. Maybe Destiny 2 is a game that like, look, whatever Destiny 2 ends up being like that version of Destiny will always be preserved. And like the memory of what Destiny 2 looked like at launch will just fade from memory or something. We'll like just that, have to but... uh, <laughs> we'll just have to write books and make movies about what it was like. <laughs> I to guess be there and it, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, we've time. never done this before. <laughs> we've never had games before that like they actively overwrite themselves and turn into something mm -hmm. else where it's like oh yeah the old version you just can't play that anymore like right I, i'm sorry like there's physically no way like <laughs> it's it's unfortunate but like the trade-off of having a game that is constantly changing and that feels like a world that you kind of pop into and it's going to be different and the things that happen are going to matter and like uh it's building a narrative over the course of five years <laughs> so like uh you know that's that it is unfortunate what you're saying but at the same time like this wouldn't be possible otherwise so it's fascinating it's a fascinating 
conundrum to have yeah. basically like this yeah. isn't unlike anything else that exists in games and has ever existed yeah but at the same time like yeah if you didn't if you missed it in 2018 sorry that sucks like bad news <laughs> I, I think you know? my my perfect my dream scenario that I, I don't think would ever happen but maybe maybe one day Bungie would want to make it happen is like if they were to find a way to take sort of like the big campaigny moments and they were like somehow found a way to like convert them into like a separate single player game you bought almost like like oh we took all of destiny one and like all of the stuff in destiny two that was like taken out like the red war and we've like converted it into like a single player campaign that you can invite a 200 hour game to. Like... Well, but you yeah. would like find a way to like condense stuff out of it and it's like you know well because stuff like realistically the, like, like the strikes are like basically like story moments that then in the game yeah. they ask you to repeat mm, and forever. They're like 10 minutes long. so it's like you could theoretically like kind of take all these different things and like put them together in a timeline and be like okay now you like you can play this and like again it's just like you play a single player or you can invite friends and then they're like all right like now you're gonna do in the timeline you're gonna do the raid you have to invite six friends to play this but it's it'll exist as its own thing that's off of servers that would be to me that would be like the best way to like preserve the experience mm -hmm. while simultaneously still able to keep the current way destiny is working is like you, you, you have this like archived separate version of destiny that you're slowly like after like a number of years like okay we're gonna take that content that is no longer in the proper destiny 2 and we're gonna convert it to this like other destiny thing hmm. well we're seeing a little bit of that with like world of warcraft right and diablo and stuff yeah like, like world of warcraft you know, classic exactly could, yeah yeah mm -hmm. i think you could i mean it's it's basically like making another game which is going to be tough but right if destiny survives the way that world of warcraft has and by all counts it seems like it might um then that might be the way to do it is like we've got to rework destiny into a an offline experience but in doing that we can preserve at least kind of the the feel of a lot of this stuff right yeah. like you can condense you can condense all the strikes into one thing like strikes are 15 minutes long like that's not that big of a deal it's it's a lot of content but it's not that much content when you start to do that i think right like right. season of splicer was what 15 weeks long something um but altogether all that content if if you pull out all the extra stuff, the repeated, um, the repeated activities, the loot grind, stuff like that, then you boil it down to a handful of hours. Right. And like that suddenly becomes something that you might be able to handle mm -hmm. in, in this experience. And like you could work it into kind of getting those narrative beats and kind of feeling that you're in that world without a lot of the stuff that makes it a live game, basically. So you kind of have to strip all that stuff out. But it can oh work. yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sold on it though. I mean, I don't want to like be like dissenting too much or anything. But like the thing is, is that if you think about, it's actually funny because when Destiny One came out and it like didn't work out at all, or it was like scrapped so late in its production cycle, it's because they were kind of trying to do that exact thing of like making it uh, a little more linear, right? And like trying to you know get it all together. So I think that's like great for like maybe archiving, like you guys mentioned, like preserving that experience. Mm -hmm. But as an actual, like, to actually take part of the experience the way that it is, it feels not only, like, maybe fragmented, but kind of, like, 
I don't know, restrictive, you know, because like because so much of Destiny is that freedom. It's the ability to mm-hmm. literally just yeah. ignore a certain section of it and do something else. Right. Or to just float around and try to like learn about the world through just patrols or something silly like that. And I think that's what makes Destiny so special is that live aspect of it, because it might be I don't know if it's necessarily the first live uh service game but it's like the first one that really struck gold i think you know with that formula despite all well, of its uh hindrances I, destiny maybe but i feel like as much as i hate to say it we destiny apex like a lot of those games owe it to fortnite because even though fortnite wasn't like oh for story sure. driven they had things like kevin the cube which was just this stupid right. thing that people added story to as they were talking about it and i have to imagine that some of that informed the devs being like we could actually just like do this but sure. with I do. her own story well yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge part for of like, this is also like seasonal MMOs, events and stuff right? so yeah, yeah yeah mmos for sure exactly yeah and like for like the seasonal events absolutely like fortnite you know just trailblazed that entire thing but when i think about the fact that like you can run a strike that might be 10 15 minutes or whatever mm. and then you could just like fuck off and go to like your favorite lost sector or whatever just because it looks cool you know what i mean like there's not a lot of games that really let you have that right. uh, that freedom in the way that you want, you know? And being able to, like, play at your own pace, get uh, some sick loot randomly and just be able to be like, oh, this looks cool. Let me uh, test that out on some, you know, test dummies, a.k.a. Hive or whatever. And, you know, you just get to play. <laughs> I mean, I, what uh, I think makes Destiny point. unique is that, like, it's, it's season and it's all its new content is actually, like, in real time within mm-hmm. the universe so it's like yeah, totally when you go from one expansion to the next expansion it's like wow it's been a whole year and the characters will say that for and sure like each for seasonal sure. thing is like this week and then the next week and it's like it's like time's or, passing yeah like time's Absolutely. passing in that Absolutely. universe in a way that like you can't capture in any other game and i would say like fortnite like kind of does that and like i know they have like a connective story thread through their seasons but i think fortnite is so more like abstract and like elastic in its universe like it can be like uh, who cares like you know the, the all the marvel <laughs> characters are here this season and like it really yeah, like yeah. they're, they're the that game's universe like changes at the whim of the license they have totally. <laughs> during that current totally. season but like destiny is more like specifically trying to make it feel like it is a universe that like you are weekly coming into and being like it, it yeah it feels like time is passing in that totally. universe in a way that i don't think any other game has like quite grabbed because mmos like you said with like final fantasy and like world of warcraft it's like you go back and like hey that quest giver from that you met at level one he's still, still there right. still giving right, quests right. to everyone else <laughs> like and obviously destiny is not perfect there's still certain things that like kind of just stay there and like, you know you can do your um when you do like a strike, it's like I'm still well. There's Cage Six again, like in yeah, the still you talking, know, right? he's still like... talking in that strike. He's been dead for three years, but you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but but I think it like the the game has at least done like an okay job of sort of being like when you do these strikes, you're technically you're experiencing a moment in the past, but right. like all the new content is like constantly, you know, changing. And I don't know. I think that's like it's really unique, but also yeah, like you guys said, it, it's no game works like that and because of that i totally. think it rubs people the wrong way oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot Dude, of times it, like, it makes you think you really got to think about it completely differently than anything else you play yes yeah. super weird this is going to sound really bad and i don't mean it in a bad <laughs> way but i cannot wait 
for Destiny to like end end, if for no other reason, just to see how <laughs> a developer tries to end that. Because you could argue it's like, oh, but Destiny One ended, but it's like no, because that story just kept going in yeah, right? Destiny yeah. Two, and it's like at some point, Respawn's gonna be like we're wrapping up the story in Apex Legends and Bungie's going to be like, we're going to wrap up the story that we're telling in uh, <laughs> Destiny and Ubisoft's going to be like, hey, this like counter-terrorism uh, Olympic-style event narrative that we have in Siege, wrapping it up. And they're going to have to th- come up with actually like good endings to these stories that they've told for like five six seven years like ongoing i'm like how do you do that how do you write a right. satisfying ending where people are like you know i've devoted like almost a decade of my life to this game and that was a satisfying way to put it to rest and you know what i'm i'm ready to put the game away because i'm like that's a tall fucking order and i'm really yeah, curious dude. to see how <laughs> devs try to three do years from like now that. <laughs> three years from now let's get back together and talk about this because that's when the last destiny expansion comes out in this story arc and they're Ooh. they're doing it this is happening this is in we're in so they're probably gonna do it first the they're gonna chapters. be the first big ones yeah, yeah. although I mean, they're like they're not gonna do exactly what jordan's talking yeah, about exactly. where they're like we have concluded this storyline but they're gonna start a new storyline okay. and what that means mm-hmm. exactly like I, there's a lot of answered questions about like well how much is the world changing what kind of story are you telling do i does that mean you're making a proper Destiny 3? Do I carry my character? Right. Like, there are a lot of unanswered yeah. questions yeah. about how they're going to handle that, but... Because, like, my running theory is that it, Apex yeah. Legends is building to a new war that will be Titanfall 3. Fall so 3. at some point, Apex will <laughs> end, and Titanfall 3 will come out after that, And but I'm like, so you would have to end Apex Legends narrative, even if the game was still going and people could still play the game like there would be a definitive mm. like end point to the story you're trying to tell i'm like at some point bungie's gonna have to do that for destiny or they're just going to have to keep making destiny games for the rest of fucking time i don't think yeah. anyone <laughs> wants to do that like or it'll just like it'll just end on a hard note we're like oh we cancel it it's over and yeah just I think yeah, about that so with um that. with like the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Is I'm like, how are they gonna? How's that? It has to end like, at some point. That has to end at some point. Like to. eventually, it, it will to. end. Is it gonna end because uh they've come up with a satisfying conclusion? Is it gonna end because just no one cares? Is it gonna end because we're all gonna boil alive before they finish mm. making them? <laughs> like, what is it? Like, how? I'm so curious. Like, how you because I mean. They're gonna try and keep it going. Yeah. Because either as A, you keep possible. going, and then there's no more money there, and then your thing kind of just ends unceremoniously, which feels yeah. kind of bad. Or you're like, this is our end point, and we are striving for it. And like, even if when we reach it, we're like, man, there's still some money to be made. We are going to end it here. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> sure if many developers are like thinking the second way, where they're like, this is our end point, and we're gonna hit it and yeah. like 2027 and that will be it and i'm like, mm. like <laughs> most, most corporations won't if, if the last thing made money they'll make another one i mean mm-hmm. look at uh was it the fourth uh friday the 13th the final chapter Jesus. <laughs> that was the fourth movie <laughs> of like nine <laughs> ten movies they've made ten of those so as long as there's money to be made 
someone there will be like, Jason, we, can, we can... hadn't even been to space yet. Yeah. <laughs> just, just add a year to it, man. Just be like Friday the 13th, 2022. And then Friday the 13th, 2023. And there you, there you go. go. You, yeah, you literally okay. have a limitless supply of Friday the 13th to work from. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be interested uh, in 2024 when this is supposed to wrap up. It'll be, it'll be a, a good, interesting conclusion to this experiment i'll be it's mind-boggling talk it's to you guys mind-boggling that it's they really plan that far ahead like respawn is also like oh yeah we have apex legend story like pretty much done for like the next two two and a half years i'm like how how have you written like that far Man. Yeah. timelines bro <laughs> i mean if it's good i feel like that's the only way to do it right is to actually have a goal in mind mm -hmm. if you just go forever eventually you just peter out and like people lose interest or they yeah you turn you into can't sustain it right rise right. of skywalker you gotta have a you gotta have a goal. We yeah. don't talk about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, really, we're not that's really sad to hear from you, Jordan, of all people. Oh, it's mm. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Vision, Vision, fine. Visions is coming out. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Hopefully, yeah. Anime Star Wars. Yeah. that's like it's like that's a per the Venn diagram for that is a perfect circle, and I am that circle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in that circle too. Oh, you know what? I'm going back to Destiny for a hot sec. Uh, I know they want to like expand hmm. Destiny outside of like, like what like Luke Smith is now in charge of like the Destiny brand as a whole, and they want to do like, right. other yeah, stuff, which is like books or movies or whatever. If they did like an animated series oh like God. if like if they're be, like they're like that. we got studio trigger and they're gonna make a destiny oh. anime and we're like, I'd oh, be like give me it dude give me all of that they probably want that. to because i once asked respawn i'm like i assume most devs want to i once asked respawn yeah. i was like hey would you ever make like an animated uh tv show for apex titanfall and they're like oh yeah we have people here who would love to do it but like yeah. pay us to do it like <laughs> we're still making right, right, this right. game like on the side yeah. i'm like oh that makes sense like right. are they really gonna spend all that extra time like helping a studio make a animated show when they're kind of busy doing their yeah. live service game so like i understand <laughs> yeah yeah i'll be curious to see with destiny because they seem like they're really they want to go for it if you know they're they're kind of branching off into this like yeah, the destiny universe and and right. expanded media the multimedia yeah. stuff like all right like, there's potential they got comics uh, man cookbooks yeah. that's yeah, you know cookbooks. That, that's yeah, your bread everywhere. and butter right there comics and cookbooks <laughs> that, that's <laughs> how you that's how you that's how you kick that shit off yeah man. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh all right well i think we've talked plenty about destiny why don't we move on to david uh you said you have some thoughts about madden 21 Oh my gosh, sure. Yeah. Well, okay. I want to hey, hear hey. I want to hear these thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can I can preface this being like this was another reason actually GameSpot hired me is like I think I'm one of the only people on staff besides maybe Eddie on editorial that actually plays like sports games, right? Mm. And Yeah, that's I accurate because I think Michael was the other one in <laughs> That's right. Michael yeah. was the other one, yeah. <laughs> and and I think Michael Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He absolutely did. And so the thing is is that I mean, I started playing Madden in particular, my relationship with Madden started with NFL Street. Uh, and NFL Street, I will die on this hill, is a gold tier game. S tier, A++, fucking love the game, all right? I had it for, uh, had it for GameCube. It was absolutely fantastic. And 
the thing that really like that I loved about those types of games, like these sports simulations, especially with football, was you kind of like pick a play, right? And you get to see the play art before it plays out. So if you had like a passing play, you could see the routes that your players would take, your receivers, your running back, whatever. And there was something really cool about that, almost like a little chess match, right? And going through, I finally had my first Madden games, like Madden 07. And just ever since, I want to say throughout college, I've kind of forgiven the monotony of Madden, right? Because every year it's just the same game with like a little bit of an update uh, and they slap on the next number onto it and they call it a day, right? I'm sure they put actual more work than that, but that's kind of how it seems as a player, right? Once college ended and it wasn't as imperative to get the latest Madden with the latest roster update to play with your buddies, it like the games became a total bore. And Madden 20 or Madden 21 last year was kind of like the final nail in the coffin for me. And then Madden this year has just, man, it is, it's like, it still scratches the same itch, but it is just not nearly as good because it is just a reskin. And the reskin part of it is becoming a problem. And they've like, last year in particular was extremely brutal because all the fans were asking for, they were saying, give us uh, franchise mode. Give us a good franchise mode, please. This mode has been completely neglected. Just give this to us. And Madden came back out again and was like, did someone say ultimate team? Because that's all they do. <laughs> ultimate, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Ultimate team, ultimate team is their, is their money maker, that's right? That's the money like, maker, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ultimate team on FIFA, on uh, Chell, on everything. That is their uh, money maker. And so there's no way that EA would stop, right? And the same case happened with Madden 22. They did make some uh, improvements to franchise, which was nice. But man, it is just the same thing. It is just an ultimate team machine. And like, you can't, I can't feel good about that. Like, I'm, I'm really hoping that some other uh, company can find a way to work with the NFL to get the licensing to make like a competitor or something, because it's just the same game slapped on uh, with an updated roster and you pay 60, 70 bucks now. And you know what actually wrote me the wrong way? So I got a code for the series uh, SNX version, right? So current next gen whatever yeah and i tried playing it on my one x in the other room and i couldn't do it it's completely yeah right all the sports I, I games they I, actually don't smart uh deliver they're one of the few games they, that don't they, it's like, so messed wow. up dude. They, they did they did smart delivery for like maybe a month when madden 21 came out right and dude like i i was so pissed because like, i was i was just in my other room man i was in my other room just trying to fucking play some madden 22 and uh you know and it just it was like no you don't own this anymore and i'm like wait what like do i actually have to pay 60 bucks to play it on a shittier console like what is this so and ea is like it's yeah he's like like, hey man you got it you got it right the first time you know and i'm like no dude it's it's so it's so infuriating and you know it's just like they they spend a lot of effort on their story mode they call it face of the franchise uh which is like okay like that's nice like i appreciate you know, I'm, I'm always of, of uh, I'm always hesitant to just like drag a game down because I know there are people that actually like really put uh, a lot of effort into making these games. But the truth of the matter is, is that face of the franchise needs to go. It's just like <laughs> buggy, awful cutscenes, awful storytelling. Just not no one plays. No one plays face of the franchise unless if they want to like make their own character and like kind of 
uh, see their name, like David Amati just threw for like eight touchdowns against the the Saints as a rookie. Like that's that's why I play face, <laughs> that's why I play face of the franchise. You know what I mean? I don't need to see all this like drama happening behind the scenes with these like cutscenes where my character's eyes are like bugging out, you know, uh, left and right. It just doesn't work. Um, but man, you know, I, I think you know because I've just been rambling on Madden for a minute. But one thing I will say, they tried to they made the whole theme for Madden twenty two uh, kind of like this game of momentum where they're having the crowd really, really play into this and like be a big part. And that's cool on paper, but in practice, I fucking hate it, dude. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. And let me tell you why. So what happens is the moment that you, if, let's say, let's say you're the home team. Okay. And you're playing, uh, you're playing, you know, the game and you do like a really good play. Like you threw for like a 35 yard on a post or something. And, uh, you know, Darren Waller on the Raiders tight end starts doing a little shimmy because he gets to you get to like show off your swag a little bit in the game, right? There's a bar at the top of the game where it'll improve. Uh, it'll like kind of it's like a tug of war, right? So if you do a good play, the bar will go into your favor. And if you reach a certain metric, you unlock like a perk, like an in-game perk. Let's say the perk is your receivers uh, just get to catch better, for example. Or the opposing team's blocking is suddenly like weaker by like 5% or whatever. Things like that happen. Then there are extremely wild perks that like break the fucking game where (laughs) if you like max it out all the way, like let's say, for example, I was an away team once. And the opposing team, like, I just threw a really bad pick. My bad. I get it. Yeah, you don't have to punish me for this. But they, like, really wanted me to, like, rage quit the game because the opposing team <laughs> had the bar all the way. And the entire screen is literally swaying like you're on a ship at sea. Like, it's completely <laughs> swaying. I'm, like, trying to play the play art, right? So, the player to look at what it is. And there's a perk where uh, you're, the play art that you look at is completely incorrect. Like, the game fakes you out itself. And it's just like, I'm throwing like this pass, dude. And like, if we get B-roll of this, I will send it. You have to see. It's such bullshit. Like, all the plays in the arrows are like squiggly and like moving all the way around. And I was just staring at the screen. And I was like, holy fuck, let me just launch this thing, I guess. So, yeah. This sounds awesome. What are you talking about? This sounds like this sounds like Madden, but Eternal Darkness. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> dude. Hey, it's probably way At more first, fun if we were like on the couch next to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think we got to play together because, like, as you were describing, it's like, oh, so they put kill streaks in Madden. Like that yeah. sounds terrible. But then the more <laughs> the more you described it, the more it's like. I'm expecting Psycho Mantis to pop it's like, up. Like, oh, this is You've been playing Castlevania, haven't you? You, like, you want me to tell you something? You remember, remember how I was talking about NFL Street? That is an NFL Street thing. It's called Game Breakers. Like, that's literally the coolest thing in NFL Street is when you max it out, your team just becomes souped up and they turn into, like, the Hulk for, like, a play and you can just, like, <laughs> knock down 12 people left and right. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It is the best thing. But when you port it over to, like, an NFL-type sim, it just doesn't work. And that's another thing Madden uh, 22 does. They have this mode called The Yard, which is literally supposed to be their answer to NFL Street because they're not going to make that game again. But they're um, trying to emulate it where it's like, oh, this is like street football. Like you get to just play in like, you know, the backyard and like uh, in Hawaii or something like on a little like school field. And it's just the yard, man. All these like pro NFL players are just hanging out and they're just going to throw these like wild uh, backyard game plays. And it's just, dude, nothing, nothing clicks on that. I like. Sports games are in like such a weird 
place because like I, I I know why they keep being made. It's like when they release a new Madden or a new FIFA or a new MLB the show yeah. or whatever, they always yeah. sell a bajillion copies and yep. like everyone buys them. So there's like an incentive to just keep releasing them in an annual rate where it's yep. like all right, you have like a year to make uh, a new one based on the <laughs> feedback that we're getting with the one that you just released. And like, ah, right. this just doesn't seem like the best way to make a game. And it's like, so I know that they won't change it because they're making so much money from it. But it's like the fact of the matter is, is like so many of these sporting franchises would benefit from like the evolving games as a service. Like, totally. like could you imagine like, a Madden game where it's like this is just Madden and you make your player and it's like every year there's like new story content as you just keep going through seasons and like eventually your player like retires and you have to like start a new one and then there's like a story incentive and you want them to succeed and like that's kind of tied to and instead of releasing new games all the time it's just one game that's continuously evolving and player stats change to reflect what's going on and I'm like absolutely this would be absolutely. an ideal way but like they're then not going to do aren't that, making though. money selling you a new Madden right. every single right. year. And, well, and let me tell you something, man. Like I, I can tell you right now, I mean, at least for me, and I'm sure for a good amount of other people, especially casual players, like the majority, like more than like 70% of the reason why people play the new Maddens, and if they're not Ultimate Team Psychos, it's because they, it's the, the rosters, man. Like I distinctly mm. remember Madden NFL 13 had came out at the time and I was in college and that was one where they like upgraded the physics so it looked like a lot better even though you were still like <laughs> clipping through the the grass and the turf and all that um but i remember i like my buddies they were all you know i wanted them to come over to my dorm and stuff and they were like nah which madden do you have i was like oh, i have madden 12. they're like nah 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 i don't want that one because xyz <laughs> actually got traded to this team and i want to be able to play as them and they have a point man like i want to play <laughs> as Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. Like, I want to throw a bomb to John Brown, even though he just got cut from the Raiders. But, like, that's the thing. That roster is such a big part of it because in the offseason, people get traded, people get cut, and the teams don't look anything like it. And you are literally playing in a shell of uh, the team of what they were a year before. You know what I mean? And you get, like, new rookies, man, like new prospects and stuff. Like, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you want to th you want to play as Trevor Lawrence. You want to throw some crazy ball, uh, uh, crazy throws with him, man. And it's like, the answer is so simple. EA just has to give you the ability to update the roster in-game. And they totally can. They do it throughout the season, by the way, guys. Let me, let me tell you that right now. If, if in like, if in four weeks, if in four weeks someone gets waived or they get put on injured reserve, they will update that. Like you will, if my star player gets injured in real life on a team, I will not be able to play as him that next week when the, when the rosters update. But the moment the season is over, they're like, I've never seen these men before in my life. Like they just completely <laughs> ignore everything. And that's what I have to say about Madden. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED talk about why yeah, yeah. all of that sucks. <laughs> Excellent. All oh, right. Uh, Phil, tell me about oh, yeah. some Psychonauts you've been playing. Uh, real quick, before we do that, oh. so nobody yells at me, um, I just want to talk about Deborah Wilson and the game she's been in because it's been a lot. Um, she was in like Wolfenstein, New Colossus, uh, she was in Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Who is she in She's Wolfenstein? She's Seer. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's, 
Yeah, she's yeah. Sarah. She's uh, Grace Walker in Wolfenstein <gasps> Two. Oh, she's Grace she's Walker. In Warfare is General Lyons. Yeah, like she's in a lot of stuff. I apologize for not knowing that. Um, she's it. She's one of those people who's so ubiquitous that you kind of lose track of her. It seems like Damn. in games. But anyway, so Good I just wanted her. to like. That's uh, awesome. I had man. pulled that up on Wikipedia an hour ago, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is embarrassing." So I'm gonna go ahead. And that up. She's actually quite uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, extremely so. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Psychonauts as the other game that I've been playing, um, and yeah, that game is cool. I guess um, I don't know. So I I have a weird thing about Psychonauts. And I know that everybody's been praising that game. Um, just to I clarify, believe, you mean the um, new one, right? Not OG Psychonauts? Yes, Psychonauts okay. 2. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. To, just to be sure. Um, I believe Kurt gave it a 9 or a 10. He gave it us. a 9 yeah. out of 10. Like, yeah. Nine. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and like, it is a really good game. I Let me preface everything I'm about to say by saying that like, I am really enjoying it. It is really cool. It's really imaginative and really like well put together from a cinematic um sort of standpoint like the the presentation of it is extremely good the music is really great it's colorful and awesome and just like has a lot of cool ideas a lot of fun characters it's a cool little thing i kind of wonder if it would be better as a movie Hmm. that's kind of how i feel about it um and this is a problem i had i think with psychonauts one way back in the day on xbox um is that it just like occasionally doesn't feel great as a platformer and that's kind of hanging me mm. up about it and making me not love it quite as much as I used to or, or as I hoped I would. Um, it's like, it's one of those games that wants you to be really precise and is not really giving you the tools to be really precise and that kind of makes me insane whenever I play a platformer like this. I feel like I miss platforms a lot. I like, I jump, reach out for a bar. It's further away than I thought. I was <laughs> like, Nosedive. <laughs> in in comparison Every... to some other 3D platformers we've had, like Astros, Playroom, and uh, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, it it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as sharp, which is a shame because, like, I think with like really dope and sharp platforming uh, mechanics, like Xbox could find its like answer to PlayStation's Ratchet and Clank and Psychonauts. Right. Like Double Fine probably wouldn't want to do a franchise of it because they like uh, mixing the pot and doing lots of things. But like, mm. I, I get you, Phil. I I, I feel Psychonauts you is... on the its platforming could just be a little bit better, yeah. sharper. <laughs> it's just not quite. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's just like it with every level having a million places where you can accidentally wander off the side of a cliff. Like <laughs> it's just it's just that one little thing where I'm like, oh, I wish I I wish this wasn't killing me so often so that I could love it a little bit more. Um that said, it's like, like I said, it's really imaginative in a in a very cool way, in a way that like a lot of games are not doing. I can't think of anything that's really quite doing what Psychonauts does. And what Psychonauts did on Xbox years ago as well. Like, this is a lot of the same idea that Double Fine had how many years ago now? 10 or 15, right? And <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's really not that different. It's kind of the same thing in almost every respect and yet it still works just as well as it did then and uh you know like even i think psychonauts one holds up quite well despite being really old and this game feels like an old game but in all the right ways that said i wish i wouldn't walk off cliffs so often so (laughs) (laughs) but it's it is fun and it's really cool and i'm not done with it yet and i'm excited to like get back into it it's one of those games that like 
keeps ticking in my brain and, I, and mm. I'm like thinking about it when I'm not playing it a little bit. It's like, I don't know if it's going to be game of the year. I don't know if I'm like going to be super in love with Psychonauts forever. No, it's going to um, be the Forgotten Psychonauts City. 2. <laughs> I, it might be. Yeah, that's. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Damn. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking. It is really good. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody let the cat in. Never Aww. apologize for kitties. Never yeah, apologize. But about cats but yeah it's really good i'm just uh, i'm i can't quite say that i'm in love with Mm. psychonauts 2 as much as i wish i was as much as it probably deserved Mm. all right nice fair i'm very excited to check out for myself i haven't had a chance to um i just keep more games keep it getting added to the pile but i do i do need to play it out out. (laughs) there's like that cool that cool little indie game lake came out today and i was like man i should check that out and then i got like a code for a game that i can't talk about and i was like nope never mind all right yeah sorry lake Uh, like we're about to hit the Deathloop, Kena, Far Cry, Metroid, <laughs> Back for Blood, Battlefield, Guardians, Riders Republic, oh, yeah. Forza, like boom, boom, boom. Like every like week and a half, two weeks, like there's just another game coming out. I'm like, ooh, like, when, when, okay. When, well, when you, we'll Jordan's have like, free time on the other man. side, Jordan. Just put your head down and grit your teeth and get ready mm-hmm. for it. When you when you said Deathloop for a sec, I thought you were like referring to like the period of like time that was review season, like I mean, the yearly, the yearly death loop that is review season. Dude, I, I love that. Jordan's like Paul Revere. He's like, the games are coming, man. The games are coming. Like, they are though. And they're actually like continuing for a really long time this year because three for three is like, oh yeah, Halo Infinite, December. Yeah, so these games oh are going gosh. all the way up until yeah, they're pulling a cyberpunk with that game one. of the year conversations. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's true. Why? Yeah, man, that's it's going to be rough. Yeah. What is, oh what? boy. Oh my god. I'm, I'm like pulling up like Game Informer always has like an excellent list they update every year. Mm-hmm. There's like Dying the... Light Two, Pokemon, a uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Yes. Like, yeah. like there's there's like oh there's my Sol- god. Solar Ash, Lost and Random, Life is Strange, True <laughs> Colors. Like there's a bunch of games in there that like I would normally be like, oh yes, a hundred percent. This is top of like my list of things to do this upcoming week and i'm just like some of these are gonna have to fall to the wayside yeah. and that makes me yeah. so sad like <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. or shin megami tensei 5 is gonna get buried in the middle of november <laughs> <laughs> i'll play it i'll play that game but... yeah yeah <laughs> you'll take that bullet for us i'll i'll take that bullet <laughs> michael's gone it's time to it's time to review uh just Step divvy up, out man. his there stuff right like yeah. i'll take mm-hmm. i'll review it I'll, I'll tell tam when tam comes back i'll say like tam i'm reviewing Shimagami Tensei Five. <laughs> Put your foot down, John Luke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, why don't we move on to some listener questions? Okay. So, uh, we have our. I think I'm just gonna go with this one question because the other two questions we have are, are a little more specific. Um, with Lucy and Tam here. One's about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and trying to like party up. We were talking about that with them. So we'll save that for mm-hmm. later. Those uh, are so A-team we... questions. Yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Well, now we got all a B-team right, question. Right. Uh, <laughs> Send in is... your Destiny questions, people. But this yeah, is... Yeah. Uh... Give us the Destiny questions. Bring us back on, man. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one from um, Kevin from West Hartford. Uh, Jordan, do you want to read it? 
For sure. Hey, After Dark crew, can you explain how GameSpot or yourselves pick games to cover? Obviously, there are giant AAAs and indie darlings that blow up like Stardew Valley that you need to cover. But what about that giant area between the two? Is that what publishers are for to bring their upcoming games to your attention? All right. There's a lot of like different yeah. aspects to these questions. You're asking totally. a lot of good questions and like we totally. probably have to like yeah. tackle this and like sections a lot of yeah, like you got, do you like, guys want to first tackle video. like what the publishers are for how we decide what games we are going to cover or like what happens to the games that fall in between indie darling and triple a for sure like, <laughs> so i can i can actually speak a little bit like not too much on obviously the editorial and the review side which is you know not my wheelhouse but i can tell you guys from when i was on gameplay for example there were a lot of uh, folks that weren't necessarily, you know, well-known, uh, kind of like indie type uh, devs that would just reach out. Maybe it was to Alessandro. Maybe it was at like a, a little event like Gamescom or something mm. like that or PAX, right? They had like a little tiny booth. And they were, they were just so... Did you say like Gamescom? Did you? <laughs> I meant to say little booth actually is what I meant okay. to say. But I saw a little... <laughs> you, you guys know that little like that indie the event smallest. Gamescom, right? The, the... <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it, you know, it's it's in uh, Cologne, <laughs> Germany, but no, anyway. Um, and so there would be folks that were super, super excited and they would see me and they'd be like, oh, you work at GameSpot? I'd be like, yeah, I, I cut their gameplay. And they'd be like, can you just, let me just send you something, some B-roll, you can take a look at it. And so I would start getting things in my email and if something looked cool, uh, I would look at Tay and I'd be like, hey, do we want to maybe just do a quick gameplay clip for it? So it wouldn't be necessarily a preview. It wouldn't be a review or anything, but we would take their gameplay and we would throw it up on our GameSpot gameplay channel, uh, which doesn't really get a lot of love these days. But back then we used to uh, really upload regularly there. So that was something. So anytime, as long as it looked cool or compelling, uh, it would be on my radar, you know, and I, and I would take it. So it's a, uh, is a tough question in a very nebulous thing um that you can look at a whole lot of different ways so first of all like between triple a and indie darling well you don't usually know what an indie darling is until it is one right so sure. like right part of uh games journalism is trying to find cool things before they're cool but a huge part of it is also just reacting to the audience and especially for for mm -hmm. us you know like valheim for instance we did a ton of coverage on valheim who expected Valheim to be a big deal? Nobody like, right. I, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just one of those things that like popped off and we're getting inundated with games all the time. So like for me, before I was at GameSpot doing previews, guides, reviews, anything that comes up, I was a, a freelancer doing this. And like that side of it is trying to sell editors on coverage of games that sound cool to you. And like, that's a huge part of it is just like, um, you mentioned Gamescom, like when I, last time I was at Gamescom, you know, you've got appointments and stuff, but I just wandered around for a while trying to find cool stuff. Right. And just like looking at gameplay of something and like hoping that it was cool. But, um, so I mean, part of it is, is this sounds interesting. Let's check it out. Part of it is, do we think people are going to care about this? And part of this, part of it is like, uh, you know, you can't, it's a lot of stuff that you can't ignore. You know, uh, all yeah. the big AAA releases mm -hmm. tend to be games that like, you know, people are already interested in them. And a whole lot of times 
you're like, this indie is cool. Let me write a thing about it. Nobody cares. Like, yeah. And that just like, yeah. sometimes that's how it goes. And you have no idea what it's going to be like until you've done it. So it's mm. like this constant weirdo battle of trying to balance just like the limitation of being a human being with a, a short amount of time on the planet and, <laughs> and <laughs> what the audience is going to like, you know, and just hoping that you're like picking the right things and just going for it. So like a huge part of it is just personal. And, uh, I don't know if you guys want to see something, you should let us know because like, that's a huge way yeah. that we get stuff, you know, like or that knowing that people want to read about a thing is a big part of what pushes us to do coverage of it. And totally. a lot of time when nobody knows about a thing, we just hope that our passion for something or our interest in something can be transferred to you guys via the content that we do and got to click it or or we were like, oh, I guess nobody cares about that game. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sucks yeah. to be like that, but that's, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate that aspect of it because there are right. so many games, so many cool ones. We just talked about Forgotten City. Who'd know anything about Forgotten City? Like, mm -hmm. that's an awesome, excellent game that could very well have just gone right past, totally. you know, and, and that happens all the time. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's I, that's yeah. a bad answer, except that it's just like, <laughs> Who knows? like add on to that like and it's sometimes it's just more than even knowing about it because like i i can't speak for everyone at GameSpot. i can say for myself specifically that because since i am connected to the news alias GameSpot gets a lot of emails for a lot of games because there oh, yeah. are like new video games coming out literally like every single day like i am i am probably hearing about at least two to three new video games every day if not every other day like at least and during like really mm -hmm. busy times when it's like oh annapurna interactive is having a showcase or e3 is going on or gamescom's going on some small little event in germany then i'm getting like bombarded <laughs> by emails just like uh, just an avalanche yeah. of emails and but there are there are definitely people who are a little and i don't want to say like better at like pitching or anything like that but they do a better job at describing what exactly about their game specifically is super interesting like if you hmm. tell me it's like hey i got a cool metroidvania like i will perk up at the idea i'm like ooh, cool metroidvania because metroidvania is like my favorite genre but that also doesn't like tell me what specifically about your metroidvania is like really really cool like hollow knight axiom verge super metroid and i don't know uh some other metroidvania like none of them are the same they all have like their very like unique uh things that make them special and so there are people like uh player 2 pr does a really good job of this uh pop agenda uh they do uh, an exceptional job at this of being like hey here's this game that we're repping and like here's like the one maybe two like things that are like super fucking cool about this game that we're <laughs> working on and so i get that email and i'm like oh that's cool to me and if it's cool to me then it's probably cool to other people and so i want to write about that game and at that point it's just a matter of like pitching the right people, making sure there's actually room in my schedule, because maybe I've said mm -hmm. that about, like, 
four games already that day, and so I just don't have time for it or something. But there, there, it's not that like we are actively looking at either indie games or the games that fall in between indie and AAA games like uh, uh, a Plague Tale, um, uh, Grid Legends, some, something that it's like, oh, it's not quite a AAA, but it's definitely like a bigger team than what you would consider indie. And we're like purposely ignoring them. Like we do our best, but we're like, we have finite numbers. And at the end of the day, each one of us is basically trying to like explain to everyone else why the things that we really like are things that they should really like too. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's only so yeah. many hours in the day that we have to yeah. like do that with the games that we cover. Like I really like Apex Legends and I will never stop screaming about Apex Legends. So that's just like, an hour of my day every day that's like devoted <laughs> to finding something about Apex Legends to cover. And like that's no dig against any other game. It's just the fact that I really like that game and I like diving into that game and explaining to other people what like either cool things happening or maybe there's something that just readers don't quite understand what's going on. Like tap strafing was recently taken out of Apex Legends, which is a huge thing. It's like taking a player created thing out of your game. It's like if suddenly in Rocket League, you couldn't dribble the ball anymore. And it's like, some people are like, what the fuck is tap strafing? I'm like, oh, let's let's write an article explaining what tap strafing is and why this is significant because it's leaving Apex. And it's like, we do what we like to do, and at sometimes we do things that we don't love doing, but we also have to do it just because this is a business and we need to make money. But yeah. <laughs> but it's like we we do not actively like look at a game and be like, oh, this is garbage. We will not right. cover it. In most cases, it's literally just down to we yeah. have our priorities and we do the best we can to cover outside of our priorities when we have the right. agency and bandwidth to do so like <laughs> 100% indie games are like so so tough i mean for starters mm-hmm. the first thing you learn is don't use the word indie in your title yeah. in your mm-hmm. headline absolutely not that will kill it like the word indie is like this weird like repellent like no one wants to click on a thing called yeah. indie instead you have to call right. it like you know oh this cool you know yeah, cool new cool, you cool know? new game you haven't heard of it's right. like this or you know like yeah metroidvania yep. you know like you got to find cool ways to do it um to to spin it and and yeah i mean my my some of my favorite events that i've they never do well but i, I love going to like packs because that you're kind of forced to to get to check out the indie stuff because that's sort of right. what there is there and and Unfortunately, those videos and articles, like, I think the articles do better than the videos. The videos don't really do that well. But I like that I get the opportunity to at least check stuff out. Yeah. And, you know, like, for example, totally. like, last time I was at PAX, there was a game called Recompile that I thought was really cool. Talked about in our video. It actually came out a couple weeks ago. It's on Game Pass. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And I'm bummed because I haven't had a chance to play it either. And I was like... <laughs> I keep meaning to play that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I liked it. When I played it, I was like, this is really cool. And I've literally never heard of it. And I played it at PAX. I was like, man, this is awesome. It's kind of like this, like, it, it's a Metroidvania-esque game where you're in, like, a Tron computer world. Um, mm. And, like, I it, I think that game looked sick. Uh, but it's like, I don't have the time to play it, you know? like you, it, And then right. you got mm-hmm. to justify well why should you spend your time on this when we have a billion other things going on that have uh, more to do and you know it, it, it's it's yeah. it's a tough battle and you gotta like find clever ways to make that work because it's like um 
For example, uh, a couple of years ago, me and Ben did a video about uh, River City Girl, which is a little beat-em-up. That was such a good video. <laughs> yeah, Jordan <laughs> likes that video. Uh, it, and the reason me and Ben were kind of able to get away with that is because we basically said, let's just go into like the streaming room and we'll record just like a 20-minute short Let's Play, kind of like a Giant Bomb Quick Look, if you're familiar with those um, style. Because we're like, we, we can't really justify you know spending any more time on it than this but we really care about this game and want to talk about it and so you you sort of have to find ways to do it and and it can be tough sometimes you just got to take a gamble um a great one was like jake decker did a video about um um phasmophobia and this was right before it blew up like when it just came out he was playing it was like i think this game's going to be big and kind of, you know, had that intuition. It's like, I'm going to do a guide on it. If you go search Phasmophobia uh, on Google, like, it's like the first video that pops up is like that guy. Like, it, 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 he totally nailed it. Like, he, he was mm. able to, like, kind of, like, capture that, you know, ride that wave, like, right before it blew up. But he got lucky. Like, you know, like, there's no way to predict that stuff. Like, you just kind of right. have to, you have to make your best, your best judgment and really, like, think about it. It can, it can be so, uh, it can be tough and, and and really have to pay attention to your audience. I mean, uh, David, David knows about this, but uh, Destiny does really well on site for us. Mm -hmm. Our YouTube audience does not care about Destiny at all. They actively so do not care about Destiny. And it's frustrating for us because we wow. love Destiny and we oh, want yeah. to do videos about Destiny because we're like, well, we care about Destiny. Destiny is very, you know, we're passionate about it. Uh, we know it's a big game. It does amazingly well on site. How do we yeah. make it work on video? And it's like... Right. You know, that's something that we've kind of kept trying to do. And I think we will keep trying to do because we do think there is something there. And But it's like you have to plant the seeds. Man. You have to plant the seeds. Yeah. You have to figure it out. You know, like it's like, well, you know, what's the specific angle that our audience will care about? Uh, right, right. On YouTube, you know, because what on YouTube we're trying, specifically, right? YouTube yeah. specifically. <laughs> and that's kind of getting the whole thing is you have to like placate to the very specific audiences you're working right. with. So it's like we have right. on video, we have to play to YouTube or on site. You guys have to play to like Google, uh, yeah, and, and, which is right. like the all seeing Google, the all seeing Google, yeah. which yeah. you think those would be the same thing because YouTube's owned by Google. They're super not. They're completely different oh, ecosystems. <laughs> super not. <laughs> Also, like I said this on the podcast, like way back in June, but I feel like it's worth repeating, like indie games. I, I love you. I love covering you. You are yeah. allowed to do with your projects and games, like whatever you want, release them whenever you want. But please, 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 please. Stop like <laughs> releasing your games during time periods that I know that you know because you are in the gaming industry are just really fucking hard for us to just cover anything, whether it be yeah. an indie game or a triple A game. Like Stonefly, Backbone, and Chicory, a colorful tale, all came out during E3 like this year. And I'm yeah. like, why? Why did you do this? Chicory managed to do no okay. Chance, man. Enough people picked up Chicory that like it managed to like get the attention Transcend, that it deserved. But I'm like, right. why did you think this was the play? Why did you think that this was the great idea? And it's like, I know it's your baby and you are allowed to do with it whatever you want, but it makes our jobs 
exponentially easier like it way easier to have our bosses be like oh yeah sure you can cover that if like something like e3 isn't going on in the background yeah. like that that those things will always take precedence over like anything not just because you're indie like if i guess it would have to be like a pretty major triple a game for us to be like okay let's ignore e3 to cover like this last game of us release instead. or something right like but yeah, yeah <laughs> like, right. Like, come on, please, like, look at your calendars and try to avoid E3, avoid Gamescom, avoid PAX if you can. That's not as important, but, like, it kind of sometimes takes up a few of our resources to cover PAX. Like, it just, it's helpful. Like, it makes it easier yeah. for us to cover games that don't normally get as big of a headline as something like uh, Halo or Destiny or Fortnite. It's just easier. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The other thing is, if as a reader, if there's something you really like, there's content that you really like, like let us know and, you know, I hate oh to God, say, but yes. share it. Like get anything that we can like prove is doing well, that means we, we have the opportunity to do more of it, right? Yeah. So right. Yeah. I only like cover Apex as much stuff, as I do mm -hmm. because people were coming to GameSpot and clicking on all the Apex articles I was writing. Like, right? you got to tell our Destiny, bosses like, that the content we're producing is good. Right, right. And like we would, you know, I would love to cover more indie stuff, but uh, like my entire career of the last, you know, 10, 12 years now has been like, these are these are a gamble. Every one of these games is a gamble. If you want to know more about indie coverage, you got to you got to show up and click it and like share it around and like get people yeah. to read it uh because just like developers are trying to sell us on whether their game is worth covering, we're trying to sell readers on whether reading about those games is worth doing and like it's just a big feedback loop that everybody benefits from if you if you like something, you let us know, you hit that upvote button or like, subscribe, whatever like we say all that stuff a lot, but it's that's how we know what we can, yeah. what kind of content we can yeah. spend time and money on, you know, like that's, and all of it's, all of it's effort and we can only do so much. So we, we're always trying to recalibrate toward what the audience wants and that's who we serve. We serve everybody who's listening and who's, who's reading, right? So if you're into stuff and you let us know, then we'll go for it because we're always excited to do the stuff that people are excited to read. Like nobody wants to do coverage that nobody cares about. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's all, it's all coin flips every time. It's yeah. all like you're rolling the dice and hoping it work. It works out. And, uh, and the only thing that really can make that work is if we've got people who are tuned in and like interested in telling us what kind of stuff they want and, you know, helping us to, to continue to know what people are into so that we can, you know, do that work. I always want to go talk to more developers. I always want to do more interesting interviews. Hell yeah. But it's always like, it's a guess. It's always a guess. That's what makes E3 and stuff cool because you're just out there. It's just like a shotgun into the, you know, hit whatever and see <laughs> see what you pull out of it. And uh, it's harder to do that now in the pandemic years, especially. Yeah. So like hearing about stuff from people that they that they like our coverage and that they want more of it means that we can do more of it. So go under every single Destiny article that Phil has written over the past three months and Drop be like, hey, comment. John, John, Luke, and David should make more <laughs> Destiny videos on YouTube. Not yet approved. Then they can go up to like Tay and Aaron and be like, see, see, like, this is please, what the Please, please, go to our YouTube page 
any <laughs> Destiny video on GameSpot.com slash or YouTube.com slash GameSpot, please give us those <laughs> yeah, likes and comments if you like Destiny. Because like, I mean, yeah, dude, <laughs> Phil absolutely nailed it. You know, you 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 have to kind of like you're constantly kind of justifying your own coverage sometimes. You know, especially mm-hmm. if it's if you're not chasing what everyone is already hyped about. You know. And, and especially it's, if it's just a thing that you're excited about, right? Yeah, like that's absolutely. We we totally have to justify that all the time. We're just like, hopefully this works out because I care about it. Hopefully somebody else cares about it. Right. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like any any time that I like, for example, I mean, all my thought is supposed to go towards Battlefield 2042, just straight up, because that's the big game. That's the big shooter. It looks really great, right? And if I want to make a video about a game that I've poured thousands of hours into like i need a compelling case to go to my bosses and be like hey guys check this out everyone is pre-ordering the witch queen right right now it's like the number one pre-ordered game on steam last week you know that is a case you know and if people if i make a video which actually i did like last week i made a video and it tanked no one clicked on it because our youtube audience hates destiny you know (laughs) uh and that makes it harder for the next time when i show up and i'm like guys you know the lorenz uh exotic is busted everyone hates it you know we need to make a video about it uh they don't want to hear it you know so it's if you like a game if you like an indie like phil said share it scream on twitter on youtube everywhere you can in the comments let us know that you love this game and you want to see more of it because invariably we will listen you know if if enough people uh shout we have a easier route to get a green light and be able to cover this and give you guys content and just to clarify like because I, I don't want to point paint like Tam, Lucy, Tay, Aaron, and like all of our supervisors in a bad light. We are specifically talking oh, about like no. normally busy like, times. Like During times projects. like exactly, February, yeah. when like nothing's going mm-hmm. on, we have significantly more rain to be more experimentive and try yeah, out covering totally, new stuff. Totally. Probably won't happen this upcoming year because everyone decided that February 2022 was the month that... Games That's the new busy month yeah. now. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and I, GameSpot is, I think, overall, uh, we should probably end this conversation soon. But just just to kind of cap it, I, yeah. I do think GameSpot <laughs> is a as a website um, has over the years been great about like you are encouraged to like make things you're passionate about and care about. It's yeah. just oh, yeah. you know, like you said, at the end of the day, it's like, well, we got to keep the lights on. Make sure you do the. Make sure you do those Fortnite videos first, David, before you right, right. before you make your Destiny video. <laughs> you do your due you know? diligence, right? Well, before you do your passion projects, you know? that's, just, exactly. that's just how What it I mean is about and, it, too, is like... Yeah. What I mean about it, too, is like when we do those experiments, because we are always doing them, we're always trying to hit games that we're interested in and bring them out, you know? We just need people to say, yeah, that's cool, do that. You know, like, yeah. just... That's that, it. That's all I meant. That's I, all I wasn't need. like you said. I wasn't trying to call out any of the supervisors. Yeah. Right, we do right. get it's not like people are telling us sometimes do not it, cover you know, certain things. Like yeah, exactly. There's, there's exactly. reasons. <laughs> sometimes it bombs, and that's unfortunate. And that's always going to happen. You know, but like mm. everything, you never know what's going to kick off. But if you do like something, and you wish we'd do more of it, just like let us know because then we will try. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, we're we're making this stuff for you guys. And that's what we yep, you know exactly yeah yeah i would and love, we love making this stuff man yeah like would, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the best part of this job's a dream to be able to make content that people uh want to see that they're excited about that's just you can't ask for anything more mm-hmm. that content content a good, that good content. content man capital just c like content for the capital g gamers this podcast <laughs> good good <laughs> content and like all good content 
it has to come to an end. Of course. This has been uh, episode 109, GameSpot After Dark. This has been a great, great time. Thanks for coming on, guys. Oh, yeah. Really appreciate it. Dude, thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's go around the room. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you? And what are you working uh, they on? They can find me on Twitter at JMRamay, where I'm probably sadly pining for Hollow Knight Silk Song or tweeting about the really dumb, dumb ideas I write about, like how August was a big month for April because a lot of April O'Neil announcements came out in August. <laughs> Please <great>. like <laughs> and great. follow me to continue my <laughs> reign of just Jordan, what do you think? When, when, when do you think... Are you, do, do we need to get like a betting pool going? Like, are we expect like TGS for Hollow Knight? Like, do you think you know uh, we're not here about been like, like almost games awards? Two years, I think, since we've heard anything, unless you count the fact that Team Cherry was like, "Oh, by the way, we won't be at E3 this year," which I am not <laughs> fucking counting because you saying that you will not show up is not the same as announcing anything. I, I'm Jordan. Fine. What happens if they're like? Fine. Surprise announcement. We're done. <laughs> December 20th. I what? would have to hold uh, Tam hostage and tell him that we have to postpone Game of the Year conversations for oh, a few weeks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just have to make hard choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phil, where, the, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Phil Hornshaw. Um, usually talking about Destiny and game stuff, and uh, occasionally TV and movies and horror. Ted Lasso and uh, Ted Lasso blew up big last week. With a lot that. of people wanted to, a lot, a lot of people, people have an opinion about Ted, Lasso. about Ted Lasso. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Man. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people really like that show, and like uh, there's not a lot written about it. So I might be trying to do more of that because uh, I really like that show too. I think it's doing some really interesting, subtle stuff. This season, especially, despite what other people have seen as criticism, I think that's actually uh, uh, pretty exciting what Ted Lasso is doing. It's just all like kind of under the surface right now. So read that thing that I wrote about it because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier. You're providing a service to the people. The people want to hear about Ted Lasso. Yeah. You're giving it to yeah. them. David go. Amati, where can people find you? Uh, probably in the tower, honestly. Uh, just collecting some bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> give, him, give him your bungee name. Yeah, give some, man. Uh... I, dude, hey, if you play Destiny and you know you're just you're tired of playing solo or you just want someone to tag along, hit me up. No, but you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I don't really have a lot of followers, so pop in, say hi. You know, uh, maybe like some of the NFL memes that I that I tweet out or some of the other <laughs> bullshit that I just like tweet out. It's like a like a potpourri of like all these different things. But Twitter is at Roshby five seven R O S H B Y five seven. And yeah, man, just say what's up. Let's talk destiny. Hell yeah! And you can find me at John Lixipe on Twitter. Uh, I should be having a uh, video about Metroid. Uh, about oh, which yeah. Metroid games are, are are worth checking out in the month you have left before uh, Metroid Dread. You can do it all. Those games are short. They're fine. You can play them all. Like, <laughs> but yeah. do you want to play them I all? Mean, how I many think that's what get? your video answers, whether or not you should mm-hmm. play that's them true. all. That's true, yeah. Or as, as Phil said, can you even get them? Because Nintendo yeah. sure loves to not let you play any of their games. Nintendo doesn't like Metroid, Specifically do Metroid they? games. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I want to play Metroid games so bad. Yeah, my, my like biggest advice in that video was like, if you want to play a bunch of Metroid games, you got to buy yourself a Wii U. So good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that will do it 
for this episode of GameSpot After Dark, and we'll catch you all next time.